Hey, this is Richard Augusto, and welcome to Augusto Lee Podcast, where we do Dynamite and page reviews, interviews, anything you want to hear. You know, I'd say about my opinions on wrestling and culture, respectively. I'm great. So, yeah, this is Augusto Lee Podcast. Come listen to me every Saturday. Cool. Okay, let's start with a Dynamite recap. Let's go to the show. We have, mm-hmm, we got our cast that comes out, carrying his title backpack, it's back. Alright, we got Dice Triangle versus Best Friends for the AEW Trio Championship during the match. Ray Phoenix refuses to use the hammer, tells Pac he doesn't need it. It led to Dice Triangle man retained against Best Friends. So during the post-match, Pac and Phoenix had a little discussion about the hammer issue, but it's all as well. So, Pac is going to be turning heel, and the group will be breaking up. So there, there it was. Okay. So we got T-Star versus Garcia for AEW Aaron Women's Champion. T-Star ret- retained to Fiasita. It was a good women's match. It was the second match in the show. It was pretty good. Mm-hmm. Okay. Post match, Britt Baker Company hit the ring, beat out both women. Serena is here. Spears break on the ramp before throwing her into the front row. Rio returns. She drops for a bell and Jamie here before helping start her feet. So we got the return of Rio. Saria is here this week. We're going to have Baker versus Saria at full gear. And Riho versus Rebel or Hater. So my Hater versus Rio next Dynamite Wednesday. As we return to Dynamite on Wednesday. Yeah, it's pretty much that. Okay, we got Wardrobe Cutting a Pearl in the Kingdom. They said you have six million ways to die, you should choose the wrong one. It's about the Wardrobe getting pissed at the Kingdom for interfering and attacking FTR. That's what it's mostly about. Yeah, okay, backstage, Rene Paquette with FTR. Hardwood says they won for a championship, the AEW Tag Team Championship. Then we got some Swerve and Pete Flea here. Swerve says FTR is prioritized other companies over AEW. Then we get some Swerve release say they're the rightful number one contenders. Then Dax and NetWeek and Fort Folk. FTR versus Swerve are glory. First time ever. Cash ends it with that's FTR country, bitch. Yeah, that's pretty much that. So, we're going to have FTR versus Swerve are glory next Wednesday. And that's more exciting. That's more exciting. Mm-hmm. Yeah, pretty much. Backstage, Jay Lethal, Shawnee Dud attack Darby Allen, drop the metal door across the midsection at Darby Lethal, then applies the figure four. This game more intense because we're gonna have Jay Lethal, Darby Allen fight it out, going crazy. It gets more insane, more intense. It gets more involved. I see Darby Allen versus Jay Lethal at full gear, so it's making it more interesting, you know. So yeah, Shawnee Dud in the ring with Regal for Regal get a word out. Here comes NJF, loud pop. Regal puts on the brass knuckles. NJF says he's here to fight. NJF says he's going to tell a story. Regal is going to listen. Regal owes him that. NJF was a 19-year-old training in business for one year at the Career Pro Academy. One day, NJF is told that he got extra work for WWE. NJF drove himself to Barclay Center and was greeted and spoken by Regal. Go. And Art Regal told NJF the rest of the extra they will have trials for the show himself. On Anson and appears to Dan Malenko. That was basically part of it. The first two guys on the ring, ring Malenko rang the bell and kicked them out immediately. NJ was 
Next night, I was terrified. After winning the match, Regal got injured. Three minutes to tell himself what he did, which he did, and Regal said he was going to get MJF a job. Regal asked MJF how old he was. When MJF said he was 19, sir, Regal told him that he was too much too young. My heart stopped one fell swoop, and yeah, the crowd changed. You fucked up to Regal. But Regal still gave him hope and told NJF to, to send him a tape every month until the third month. NJF recites the email Regal sent to him. I am a very busy man. I just here to watch your show, your acting school. Do not reply to this, but this is how it will make me safe. Let's hire Max. I really hired the best talent to you're one of them. Stop sending me your stuff. NJF says that he may want to kill himself, but couldn't because. Couldn't let people like Regal win. You are, and then just said like, you are a sad, withered old man who got fired. Now you snuck into my company like a rat and stuck to town like a succubus. I am NJF, a 26-year-old generational talent, says NJF. He says he's the emo when he laughs because Regal's a joke to him at this point. Regal grabs the mic, as we know. At his age 16, Regal left his house to fight grown men at carnivals because he wanted to become a pro wrestler. Regal did not cast NJF's side. Regal wanted to fight on fire on NJF because he knew how good he could be. If it only took an email to light a fire, the engine had an easy sunshine. Regal says it's an ODV, an ordinary decent villain. Regal said he's been let down by NJF because he's taken shortcuts. Regal asked NJF he's going to take another shot, another cut, and Regal turned back and told NJF to hit him. NJF thinks better if it's not decided not to hit him. Regal said NJF has a lot to learn for walking off. This segment was being NJF being pissed at Regal for hurting his career, and Regal just wanted to light a fire in NJF, and basically called, told him he was cutting corner, taking shortcuts, and this led to main on in the main event after the main event, which we'll explain later on. Like later, like after the main event, I'll, after the match, I'll explain. Okay, okay. Backstage, we got the acclaim announcing it's going to be title versus trademark, and they take on varsity athletes. Mm-hmm, yeah. Paquette sat down with Danielson and Yuta. Danielson said he had a lot of hopes for Dan Garcia, which I sent Yuta. Yuta said Garcia was using Danielson the entire time. He and Moxley and Claudia saw it. Yuta said he sh- maybe he should have met his hero because he bled for the com- Blackpool Combat Club. Didn't mean anything to Danielson. Jericho defeated Dalton Castle to, Castle to retain the orange. World, cha- world champion. This was a great matchup. Jericho, Cult, Castle were going in and out. It ended with Jericho getting the, in the elbow shot to win. And before that, I want to talk about one more about Garcia. What Garcia said was true. He felt betrayed. I mean, I, I met Yuda. Yuda felt betrayed. Garcia fucked with them and basically betrayed him. It basically stabbed him in the back and then, like, basically he, he fucked the black Pool Combat Club and didn't pay for their dinner. Yeah, basically like that. Alright, on to the post match thing with Ring of Honor stuff. Okay, Jericho said wants to relax the Ring of Honor one on one to one by one include announcers. So Daddy Magic and Parker grab Ian Karan Bonnie or whatever his name is. Then Jerry generally trying to make the save. Jericho prevented it, the tube soaps lit on his head. And previously remember, Lynn had neck surgery, so that was bad. Let's let's go further with this. Okay. Mosley versus Hangman Page. Unfortunately, it was a good potential match, but it was sad as soil when Mosley accidentally hit a King Kong Lariat on Page. Then basically, Page landed awkward on his neck. Basically, during the end, like, Paul Turner talked, Samson checked on Page. The match was stopped. That's what I was talking about. 
that will lead on to the promo previously were MJF and Regal. This is what I'm talking about. Like, Kevin's cut to the announce table with cutting time by running through an uncut mattress while Paige is structured to the ring. A poor to PW Torch. Paige is literally Jimmy injured. That wasn't the plan. Post-match, like, like he has Mexley watches, wishes Paige a full recovery, hoping he could walk and play with his kid again. Then Mox, after NJ wants to prove what the hell he would say he is, he should get his little stuff ass in the ring right now. NJ comes with a red and poker chip. NJ take off his shirt. Moxley flips and off. NJ takes the chip and runs off to the mic. NJ didn't want to. This is what he said. I don't want to hear excuses. He wants Moxley at 110%. So NJ is cashing his chip and he wants Moxley at full gear. For the first time in his real life, I'm going to earn it, said NJF. So Mox then promises he will make an example on NJF and my everyone in the ring. Getting in the ring with him is dangerous to hell. So yeah, that was basically that promo I was talking about with Regal and NJF. With Sunshine, Regal, NJF. And NJF wanted to prove himself that he could do it himself. Like, the greatest thing on earth. Like, I don't know what's going to happen and what it will be going forward. So let's go to Dynamite's top moments. Past, er, let's talk about those top moments. Past early session with Cassie nearly cost him match as Taylor rolled him on the two count. Death trying to tee off and Casper delivering triple drop kick to blow Bayface. And again, Pac used a tank key as a hammer again. Phoenix prevented him and tried to remind the Bastards that he needed to cheat to win. So yeah, it's basically the story on with Pac and Phoenix and the Death Triangle. Yeah. Okay, let's go to the backstage. The top moments. Baker Hater caught a promo in which they vowed to end women women's world eight of the women's world champion for the end twenty end of twenty twenty two. Yeah, that was about that. That was a promo backstage. Then we heard about doing chance over putting over popularity champ challenger. Let's go to the mass style store dealer hip running hip tag that could shoot off ring apron on the floor. Shooter broke out of ten zero zero from Rubes and delivered Meteora. The Challenger struggled to get Summer Falcon Arrow, scored a two count result. Yeah, that was basically a match moment, some of the moments. Let's go more to his moments. Let's go more to that. Okay, backstage, we already saw an altercation at the Swear of Glory. Led to the mat- match, determining number one contender for the AW World Tag Team Champions. <laughs> you already know, you already know. My brain, huh? Drugs, whatever. My brain's on drugs today, so. <laughs> Backstage, Lethal or something. Judd attacked Darby Allen. Allen to bring a guard door towards his ribs. Poor applied fate for a leg lock for good measure. This was addition to Lethal's demanding a rematch against the former TNT champion. I was going to be super. Yeah, I, I mean. This was lethal. The backstage attack from Lethal said it done was lead to. I think it's going to lead to Darby Allen versus Lethal at full gear. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it will lead to that. Yeah, uh huh. So we go. Let's go more to this. this is my NJF feature. I'm gonna be a suicide just says. Tell the story about his tryout with WWE. Eagles promise to get him a job. He says he's a generation talent. I'm the guy your former employers were willing to pay to take several humans' lives that put a pen on paper. The Sultan of actually told Regal that. So, this is what Regal said. If a bloody email would take you a hell on to first seven years, then you have it easy, said Regal in response. That's what he said in the promo. We're going to the promo stuff. Yeah. All right. And we go, to, that was the top moment. Here's another top moment. Like, during the interview, like, you don't use it, like, you don't, like, scold the dancing for buying into Garcia's exception, failing to portray a week ago. 
He says he literally tried to slay in the video. He he had a point. Daniel Garcia fucked up. He was an idiot. I mean, Brian Danson's an idiot. Fucked up. He got fell for it. So we're gonna have another. We're gonna have another Daniel Garcia versus Daniel Brian Danson matchup in full gear. That's what I see it coming out of this. Rick mm-hmm. body put over the top of this list <laughs> of the extravagant babyface castle. Like, he talked about you running the orange world title would have broke it back and defended for months. Like, like during that moments in the match, like, Jericho sent his hand for a code of honor only for Castle to dig deep in tights and pull out a middle finger. Like, that was me. That was some of the great moments, the top moments. Castle's over at Bang and Rain. Jericho kicked out, too. Surprise of Rick Abani. The commentary team put over Jericho's clean win, pointing out did not cheat to retain. So, yeah. That much was a good matchup between Jericho and Dalton Castle. It it put over Castle in a, in a big one-one. They're gonna have to find something new, a new gimmick for Castle. So, uh-huh. yeah. yeah. Anyway, there's now during this segment there was a considerable heat for Paige for him. The the crowd was split between eighty-five and fifty against him. It was Paige versus Moxley. Like Moxley's the whole time hero, and Paige has heat. Which is something you don't want to do. Anyway. Yeah. And you already know about the matchup with the botch. And why it ended early. You already know. Mm-hmm. And also added to the engine watch from the stands. Versus Ken Chino's Atlanta matchup. There was egg on the cheers. With the cheers of the crowd. Page leveled Moxley into the break. Yeah. It was basically Blade Moxley dared Page to fight the fight. Then we get more to this week. Scalbert tells you about when our engine was no longer skybox. So. You already know what's going to happen next. You already saw what I talked about. And then, unfortunately, you already know Hurt. Moxley turned Patriots out of a clothesline. We're forward to put the final match to move on the mic night. We're led to, to Hangman Page's injury. Take it to the hospital. I hope you made make it. I'm sorry what happened, Page. I hope you get better. This is from Richie Augusto. Mm-hmm. All right, let's go to the news segment. Mm-hmm. Let's go to the news. Mm-hmm. ACS were apparently no longer AEW. Apparently, there was going on in the, in the woodworks when A Steel was involved with a backstage skirmish that all out. So, according to Meltzer and the Observer News, there was there was an update on an all out altercation. A Steel was released from the company. So, yeah, this was A Steel's fault. Like he should have been professional. Yeah, it wasn't his fault. It was a fight. He bit someone. The league got their way. The elite suck. They got their way. ACL is fired. Punk is probably next. But Punk had a horrible attitude. That's on Punk. So, yeah. Mm-hmm. Pretty much that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. So, again, there's more related to the news. Hangman Page suffered an injury. Yes, it was a concussion. You know about the lariat. Doctors and Swag Slickly were taken to the hospital. So the fans were scared of Hangman Page. So we got an update on Pete Torch. injury to Hangman's legitimate match with Savage was not planned. That was update. So Hangman made some percussion, but it's not. But he got. But eventually Hangman left the, to get the local Zan to a local hospital. So he'll be fine. He's gonna heal up. He'll be fine. Mm-hmm. So here's some Ring of Honor news with Tony Khan. He talks about great news about Ring of Honor Weekly TV. Apparently, let's go further with Let's talk further with this. Okay. Ring of Honor has been more and more ingrained in television ever since Tony Khan bought the company back in March. 
could feature bad title stars and access to the video library. AW main stars feature or specials main roster such as Brian Dancy and Power Key performance during the company's history. Though ever since purchases and fans have questioned where AEW's Ring of Honor will eventually have a weekly TV deal, Tony Khan recently spoke to sports and strength possibility how successful some recent RA shows may probably more saying in the future. So this is what Tony Khan said. We'll have some great news shows about Ring of Honor's weekly show. The success of Death Before Dishonor on pay-per-view is sure there will be more Ring of Honor pay-per-views. Our goal is to have one more great pay-per-view for Ring of Honor. In 2022, then follow up a weekly show in 2023. Okay, then AEW many more Ring of Honor special events during 2022. They had Death Before Sonor, Drew Bird Series 6 buys before Khan's acquisition. The company will usually find a final bound every December. It's like paying for one more Ring of Honor show this slide already end of the year. So there is some plan. So yeah, uh huh, yeah, mm hmm, yeah. Basically, Ring of Honor is coming in 2023. We gotta do one last final battle. That's going to be December, so pop up for that. Hope for that. Mm -hmm. All right, a couple more things before we get into Rampage. Like, like for instance, like, NXT, like, NXT is, I mean, NXT has lost to AEW as usual on a Tuesday Night War. AEW has officially won the Tuesday Night War. Triple H sucks. And this was allegedly what Triple H had to say. It said, I had, my sources was from... From a, from, all right, sorry again. My sources, honestly, yeah, allegedly they're like alleged sources, but I'm gonna tell you this. I got a source from a guy who worked for NSC. This is what Triple H had to say. This is what Triple H had to say after losing to AEW on the Tuesday Night War. AEW is a cheaters. They suck because NSC is a lot better than AEW. This is all the bullshit. NXT is way better than AEW. So, fuck Tony Khan. It could go kiss Jericho's ass. That's all I gotta say. Go fuck yourself. Well, that was Paul Levesque's opinion on AEW Beach NXT on the Tuesday Night War. So, honestly, I don't know what that all about. Fuck Triple H. Fuck NXT. NXT sucks. Like, um... More things to say. NXT sucks. WWE creative is shit. And I got one more thing. AEW creative is getting a lot better. It's getting bigger. And we need good creative. AEW has more good creative. I'm going to tell you that. NXT WWE's creative sucks. Alright. Okay, let's go to Rampage. We're going to review page. Rampage about now. Alright, let's do some Rampage recap. Let's start with the AEW World Tag Team Champions. The Acclaim versus Variety of Athletes. There was a simulation that says the title versus scissoring trademark. Masscasters rap had reference to beating NXT in the ratings. NXT sucks. Moving on. And Kanye West stomping Mark Sterling's nuts. Sterling responded by giving people what they want. Sterling tried to scissor and Renice and Josh Woods, but the Acclaim attacked. Okay, Billy Gunn was cheering ringside on the boys. The Variety Athletes had a plot to have Diaz jetted. Sterling struck the ref. Woods fake physical inference from Gunn. Referee Steven Smith fell for the trick and sent Papa Gun packing. Yeah, that should be his new name. Papa Gun. Billy Gunn's new name is now Papa Gun. The Varsity athlete, Athletes isolated Caster at the landing of Crossbody. Caster reached Anthony Bowens for a hot dog and a clean house. Varsity Athletes regained control. Connected on their teamwork. Um, 
Olympic slam net breaker finisher Bowen. Matt Caster has made the same. Make up the pinfall. The match broke down to 50 cups. Bowen started a tie to a victory. Clean watch won by a mic drop combo finish on Neon on Nice. The Acclaim defeated Varsity Athletes. Yes, they won. Yeah, they won. Mm-hmm. Afterwards, Sterling, Welch on stipulation, kept scissoring trademark ability. Manhandled Sterling into the ring for Acclaim to stop his nuts. Bowens added a flying leg drop in the crotch. Scissor party celebration closes scene. Jay Cargill struck a deal with AEW since Pillar 4 was injured. Cargill was allowed Glia Gloria's placement for the show to go on exchange. Cargill demanded the return of TV's champion for Nala Rose. Okay, Ortiz called Elijah Bros for intervention to Eddie Kingston. This is part of the story and Kingston's out of control behavior. He's been out of control lately. They own on in Kingston's tempers to cost him a job. Pac spoke, spoke about Le- Le- Kingston's lack of composure, losing a big match at Grand Slam's home turf. Pac shook his head in disgust. Kingston was annoyed at Pac's presence, but didn't blow his lid in active violence. Dead trying Kingston exited in separate directions. FTW Championship now with Hook vs. Davari. Daraya tried to offer Hook $50,000 to buy the title. So Hook slapped the money out of Daraya's hand. Fight was on. BSK was ringside with Daraya's butler. BSK tried to fold up in the medical instructions that allowed Daraya to rough up Hook for a flatliner. Hook kicked out a smash BSK. Hook ducked the clothesline from Daraya in the apron. The tramp. Hooked in the red rum, pulled Daraya in the ring over the ropes. Daraya tapped out. Hook took Jamal unconscious anyway. Hook also choked out BSK. So, hope to be a Devard. This was a good straight-up match. Anyway, FDI title was defended. Moving on. Okay, we got... Um, let's see. We got the firm sent party party to Wrestling Academy to work on fundamentals. So, way to stay Matt Hardy to wrestle on elevation. Hardy split some rap lines and halfway was walked down in disbelief. Mm-hmm. Leah Gray versus Willow Nightingale. Clara Hogan was ringside. She added a thrust kick on the floor to her sister, Bella Batty. Willow railed with a spinebuster. Great answer to the side, Russian lick sleep. Willow fired back for a backdrop suplex. Hogan hopped onto the apron for a distraction. Leia and Grace scored a roll-up. Willow kicked out and shoved Gray into Hogan. Then cleared away for a grunt wrench powerbomb for Willow for the victory. Willow and I go to feel really great after the match. Savant and real that Willow is all elite. Willow was not happy, was a, was happy, was amazed. She was happy. She didn't have that right to work for a, for a nose man like like Trips. He's a nose man and he's, he's a big nose. He's an idiot. Because NXT still sucks and Triple H is a horrible booker. Support Tony Khan for rest, for Booker of the Year. Anyway, let's go to the to the Rampage recap. Back to the recap. Okay. Jay came to the ring with a chair. Willow gave champ her space. Jay took a seat. Demanded a return to his champion. Now the rose popped on the belt. Jay was furious. Starting to stay in the ring. Ruined Rampage. Scary came out. Jay kicked their asses. Jay left in a huff. Then we got footage here on how the Atlantic champion main event was booked. Cassie popped in on 10 to rush to propose a three-way. Production cut out the comedical part with Tony Khan making the match official. Mark Henry interviewed the main event participant. Orange Cassidy joined Henry the Minimikin's lines. Ozzy didn't know why he got mixed up in the business between Ten and Arush. He felt like it. Ten was joined by Negative One. Maxman was ready to beat Russia's ass and walk out of the all anti Championship. Roosh had Jose to sit by his side. El Toro Blanco wanted to break their faces. Cassidy started wrapping up with Henry Saint-Jolain, but Henry cut him off with Nuck Talk. 
Henry close to the time for the main event. Okay, we got the AEW All-Atlantic Champion, Arch Cassidy versus Roosh versus Ten. Cassidy brought the title inside backpack. It was funny. Jose assistant during House of Rain size soon the bell ring. Roosh and Ten threw blows at each other. Cassidy threw their watch. Hands in pockets for Shinkit routine both competitors. Roosh sucker punched Ten. Action spilled out outside where Roosh un- Lead of the competition with elaborate tactics to whip and choke 10 and Cassidy with camera cable. <sighs> At the match progress, Cassidy went for a suicide dive. Roosh and 10 caught OC with a double choke slam to a table. Back of the ring, Cassidy rallied for a stutter to 10. Tori DT to Roosh. OC ducked the disc- discus slayer from 10 account for a beach break. 1 2. Jose pulled Cassidy off cover. Donahue's entered a roll blow. Curse that Jose's groin. <coughs> Mm-hmm. Yeah, Rush um, Dahansa to Cassie, El Tanabucro, followed with overhead by the Supers on OC and OC into the corner. Tank came out live for a spy match of Rush and a wheelbarrow German Stimax to Cassie. This is Gloria to OC, 1 and 2. Rush book up the pin. Rush loosened up the mask. The turn of Sarah's at Scare, his vision. And Rouge turned around Superman punch on Cassidy. Rouge turned on turn ring. Ten went for a disclary. Cassidy counted breach break. Ten blocked the move. Cassidy with a score roll up with his hands in the pocket secured three count. One, two, three. Ars Cassidy defeated Rouge and Ten. Talk about the matches in AEW now. Apparently, okay, the all to main event match. Honestly, it was a good main event. Let's talk about the all orange championship era. It's big. It's begun in AEW. Orange Cassidy over Muru Rush 10 to retain the championship. Yes, again, it was a smooth, feel like a 3 3 away, maintain the mystery for the finish. Cassie retained, but planned plan to get there was executed well. Cassie brought Chuckles up running all night. Company Mark Henry it was cool. We did some post match between, it was a post match between Rush and 10. It was some tensions going on. So, anyway, moving on up. We got the match between Clay and Varsanales. They started with the story process. Clay was picking up wins, proving there are no fools of champions. The attraction was adequate, but never reached higher gear. The silliness of Mark Stillman had a satisfied payoff. Best of all, let the scissor party resume. The Moyle Nigel, a great match, was a decent matchup. It was a competitive term in the lower card pecking order. I honestly see an easy squad. See a level of balance that is squash right, but it gives a chance for Willow because Willow's not all elite. <sighs> Willow's not all elite is good because Willow's not fishing all elite. I would be surprised if he's a top fan favorite as the face of this division. Interesting segment out of this was the ending with an intervention of Eddie Kingston. The Starline did have potential layers. Does he lose his friends and go full iron lunatic? I'm curious to see what others will be Kingston's tipping point, one way or the other. This brings me to an issue of Hook's finish. The Red Rum left the rose was bad, however, so it didn't feel right that Kingston was punished and rightfully so, while Hook chose out the point after the bell about consequences. Aiden added in, Jay Carroll beat up security. If the idea is that Kingston evolved beyond goon status, then AEW need to now the other instances. So, fans will view Kingston as a victim of uneven penalty enforcement. So anyway, solid show. Not spectacular, but nothing weak. It was a sweet spot of enjoyable entertainment for a Friday timeline. Time slot afternoon. Or nighttime, or whatever it is. So let's go to the... Alright, before I... Here's my quick review of SmackDown. It was shit. 
Triple H books shit as usual. Triple H is a bad booker. He books math down to shit. And Lynn Morgan is is dumb. She looks like a fake Harley Quinn. Triple H is a horror booker. He ruined Bray Wyatt. Triple H should go fuck himself. And also known as Triple Noseman now. Triple Noseman is now a fucked up horrible booker. Screw Triple Noseman. Nick Khan needs to get his ass out of WWE. Fuck Triple Nose Man. Alright, anyway. We got news reports. We got a report of CM Punk. AEW talks about contract buyout. It's true, sadly. CM Punk, AEW reports of contract buyout. This is a coin from Dave Meltzer saying about CM Punk reporting the ghost tryout, contract buyout. The holdup was a non compete. So Punk signed a multi year contract in 2021. He has a spend y'all know. Uh huh. So there was a. It was Sodora noted the guard of contract buyout says there were suggestions from people close to immediately following Brawl that CM Punk would eventually get a buyout. So I don't know it works that far back Brawl. People saw the light scenario because he, CM Punk must make amends. And you know, I doubt he'll make amends. But if you ever want to come back to AEW, CM Punk must make amends to the wrestler you want to work with CM Punk. Yeah, so that's basically true. But now the Mega and the Bucks will return pretty soon. So, yay for the Bucks and Omega. Fuck CM Punk. Okay, let's go to the report. WWE are now bringing back King and the Queen of the Ring. So, yeah, this is from Meltzer again. They're ready to bring King of the Ring a single show. Queen Wing will be on the show. So, last year they had Zero Woods and Zero Big winning respected tournaments. The tournament took place episodes of Raw SmackDown. We're just being crowned at WWE Crown Jewel. So 2015, AEW aired the semi-final matches King Ring tournament part of the WWE Special Network. The first round bots were took place at WWE Raw. King of Ring has not run a pay-per-view event since 2022. So yeah. So WWE not made an announcement card of possible King of Ring, Queen of Ring returning. So let's see more of that. So there's another ruse. Jericho files trademark to Chris Jericho. Blood, Bowed, and more. Jericho files trademark. So based on October 17, Jericho filed trademark Jericho's Blood Bowl for Interior Services. Jericho's Florida Cruise will set sail February 2023. So he also applied trademark during a Jericho and the Ultra for merchandise purposes. For that one, I see it's a Ring of Our related, so I'll give him that. And after the others, this was for his cruise, so good for Jericho. He wants to make money out of it, let him make money out of it. It's a cruise for himself. It's have fun. Okay, uh... <sighs> That's all for the news. But I got something more to say. Like, honestly, Raw sucks. I already said SmackDown NXT sucks. You already know. But Raw is a shit show. Mm-hmm. I don't know how they're booking people like Seth Rollins. Matt Rill's not getting over. Seth Rollins is still shit. Mm-hmm. You know, like, Brock and, and Lashley are both boring two men. It's not going to help. And the crowd jewels like a blood money pay per view. Like, Triple H promised no more blood money. He should stop doing blood money pay per view. WWE should stop doing blood money pay per views with Saudi Arabia. Honestly, you know, it's like what it is or what it is. So, you know, that's what I feel. That's what I feel about WWE's current product. It's still chained, but I still feel shit. How to know how to run a company? Doesn't know how to run a company. He's an indie fan. Bullshit, Mark. Tony Khan is a better booker than him. 
He knows he has to get casual fans, and he's smart. That's what I gotta say about Triple H bullshit. He basically can eat shit. Hunter Triple Nose Man is shit. So I was like, crap. So anyway, this is a Gus Ali podcast. See y'all next Saturday. Bye.